Much of our world is about that fairy tale ending. And while that's cute and all, real love is way more complicated. Yes, it's imperfect, but beautiful, and worth more than some fairy tale. This is the Project Real Love Podcast, where myths are dispelled and you are equipped to find that imperfect but perfect love. Here's your host, Pink Girl Teaches. Welcome to another episode of the Project Real Love Podcast. I'm your host, Pink Girl Teaches. This is episode 35, and it is the Singles Guide for the Holidays. So my favorite time of the year is upon us, and I am so excited. I absolutely love the holidays. I get so caught up in the spirit of the holidays. For me, it's a celebration of life the life of our Lord and Savior. Yes, yes, yes. For all you super religious people, I know that, you know, we don't know exactly when Jesus Christ was born. I know that, but it's the meaning behind it. We are celebrating life. And so for me, it's, it's just a beautiful season. I enjoy it with my children and with my family and I'm just excited. Okay. So while I'm excited, I know many people are also excited because really, let's face the facts, the holiday season is magical, it's joyful, and at the same time, for other people, it's not that. This is a time when the blues begin to set in. And, you know, sometimes it's also because we're drawing to the end of another year. And so a lot of people will say like, another year and I'm still single another year and I still don't have anybody. I would have thought that by now I would have two kids, three kids, whatever it was that you wanted and dreamt of, uh, a husband, a dog, a beautiful house with a white picket fence, whatever your dream is or was. And now here we are at the closing of another year and you're still single. And so many people will ask themselves, what is wrong with me? Why, why can't I find somebody? Why doesn't anybody want me? And it becomes a whole list of, um, of questions, you know, doubts about themselves, about who they are, about their worthiness. And so for others, it's, it's the blues. Then there are those who it's a full blown depression because they're reflecting. Let's face it, at this time of the year, we are all reflecting is because we're closing out of one year and going into a new year. And you know, there's that mentality and you, you're a new me. Yeah, I think that's a bit played out though, because new year and new you No, I believe it's a sequel because we already know who we are. Well, at least in my situation, I do. And so I just keep on trying to improve from where I'm at. And so it's never new year and new me with me, but more of the sequel, more to come. And so, you know, it's a time of reflection, basically. And we all look back at our greatest moments and accomplishments. And we, re- we reflect on the things, the choices, the decisions, our accomplishments, And we look at them sometimes and wonder how we could have acted differently, how we could have been more effective or efficient. And sometimes we're very hard on ourselves when we perceive that we missed the mark. We go back and we look at our one year, two year, five year and 10 year plan and begin to strategize to see what our next move is going to be and where we plan on going from where we currently are. 
For many others, this time of reflection highlights emptiness and loneliness. They will look back and wonder again those very questions that I just asked. Why me? Where's my husband? Where's my wife? I don't have any children. I don't even have a pre-boo. I don't even have a pre-bay on the horizon. Like, hold up. What is going on? Who do I call? Who do I talk to? Because it's time to go back and meet with my crazy family and they're going to be asking me questions. Am I ready for those questions? Uh, what happened to what's his name? I thought y'all were going to be getting married. Like I was sure he was the one for you. Does that sound familiar? How about uh, when are you going to get married? Like, aren't you tired of being single? Aren't you lonely? Like, don't, it's time for you to get married. Or, hey, hold up, but are you gay? Because you never come around here with anybody, so are you just hiding your lover from us? When are you going to have children? Like, I know people ask these questions all the time, and quite frankly, mind your business. Those questions can make a person feel defeated and unaccomplished simply because they are single. And... It's so difficult, you know, for, for people to understand or just to simply know when to speak and when not to speak because they feel like they have the right to, you know, to, to judge or to state where you should be in life when our, you know, life is, our paths are so unique. They're as unique as our DNAs and we're not going to take the same path as everybody else. So feelings of depression and dread often set in. Depression at relationship status and the thought of going into another year alone, going around friends and family alone when people are celebrating their engagements, when they are going to be surprise engagements and all of those things, you know, accomplishments are being celebrated. And again, dreaded those awful questions. I mean, really, the list goes on and on and it can really dampen anybody's already heightened, and, um, you know, temperament or anxiety levels or even depression now if you are able to identify with any one of these questions that I ask any of these emotions this is especially for you and the very first thing that I want to point out to you is that you are not cursed simply because you are single you're just not cursed that's that's you can't curse what God already blessed. That's it, period. You are not cursed. Being single does not define you, just like being married does not define you. It seems like, you know, we have these relationship goals and these marriage goals, but at the end of the day, those goals are cute pictures. And, you know, if they're happy, that's awesome. But what about the marriage sustainability? What about the healthiness of that marriage? How are you really doing at the end of the day? How is your spouse treating you? How are you treating your spouse? So be careful about falling trap or victim to these to social media relationship goals because sometimes it's not all that is cracked up to be you know there is a lot of work that goes into sustaining a healthy relationship and you know it's a beautiful thing I'm not trying to take away from marriage I think it's beautiful I think it's wonderful but you have to be ready to go in you know there are many times when you have people talking about relationships as well as marriage and saying you know my partner completes me oh he just completes me when that's really terrible and if we 
we're going to be, you know, if we can go a little deeper, that's just plain toxic. You are supposed to be a healthy and a whole individual by yourself. It's never your partner's responsibility to get you to a place of health. And I mean emotionally or psychologically. They can support you, but it's not their responsibility. You're putting on a load on somebody who may not even be qualified to do that or to take you to that place. And so why? You know, I like to talk about the the analogy, or I like to use the analogy of two shoes, two individual shoes that make up a pair. When we, when I go buy a pair of shoes, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of style. How is, how is this pair of heels, these pumps, these stilettos, how are they going to complement the look that I have in mind? And how is it going to go with the things that are in my closet right now? Or do I need to go buy something to complete a look? I'm going to think about comfortability. How do I feel in these shoes? Some of these, some of these stilettos are so beautiful, but when I put them on, I want to stay in them for the full amount of time that I'm out. So if I'm out for eight hours, I want to keep my heels on for eight hours and not slip into something else. That's just how I roll. And so it's got, they have to be comfortable. They have to be practical and they have to be what I want. And so, you know, I make sure that I get what I want and I pay what I'm going to pay for what, you know, for, for that comfort. That's the purpose of the shoe to protect my feet as well. So now if I, if I bought one shoe, if I bought, I would never buy a pair of shoes where there's half a shoe because I wouldn't be able to complete the purpose. First of all, I would look jacked up with half a shoe. You know how a heel can break off a shoe? Yeah. So we wouldn't buy a shoe with a broken heel. We simply wouldn't because there's no purpose to it. It's not cute. We're not going anywhere. It's not practical. And it could potentially hurt you. It could potentially hurt your feet. So it's just like that with, with, with relationships. When we go into relationships, be as whole and as healthy as you can be, especially if we're going to be talking about this marriage sustainability. We want to stay married forever. We're going to stop this culture and this cycle of let's just get divorced. Nah, that's played. That's for the birds and we're not doing it anymore. We're going to be whole and so that we can attract the right person for us who is also whole and healed. Or if they're not all the way, but they're on the path and we support them in that journey, but we don't take on the weight of it and we don't do more work than they should be doing because again you pursue your own wholeness actively you know the bible tells us that um, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling likewise work out your healing your wholesomeness with that fear and trembling too so you know like i say being single is not a curse be whole be whole and be okay that you are a single whole person and have a whole life around you. It's not an indicator of your value as a person. So even if the blues may set in and you start to feel some type of way or your anxiety levels start to increase because you're going to be around your family and there are going to be those questions that are, you know, that are uncomfortable really and insensitive to some degree. Remember, it doesn't define you. And I want to point out to you that the cure for single and lonely is much easier and less painful to deal with than the pain of being lonely and married. Let me ask you this. How are you handling your single season? Are you maximizing your singleness? This is an opportunity for you to focus on your relationship with God, on your relationship with your family as well as your friends like are you how are you cultivating these relationships how are you investing in those relationships 
What do you do for your community? Do you volunteer anywhere? You, you know, a lot of people complain about, oh, I'm bored and I have nothing to do or I'm tired and, you know, I just don't want to get out, leave the house because I have no one to do these things with. Go out, go volunteer, go read in a children's hospital, go sit with an elderly person. What I do is I go to hospice care and I sit with people. Do something that will benefit somebody else. You know, it's not just about you. This is, we got to lose this, this whole mindset of self, 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 and begin to serve. And who knows, maybe out in one of your adventures and one of your, you know, um, endeavors in the community, you might meet your, your, your pre-boo. Okay. Also, what's your education like? What are you doing to further your education? How can you, what can you do to secure the bag a bit more? How can you gather more coins? Um, how's your business going? Are you pursuing your passion? Do you know what your purpose is? And, you know, I'm going to stay here on purpose for a few minutes because I feel like a lot of people say love is enough. All you need in a relationship is love. But if we're going to be honest, love is just an emotion. One minute it's up, the next it's down. It's an emotion. It's not that reliable. And so it's going to take something more than love, something deeper than love to sustain that future relationship that you want. And it's always going to be purpose. What is your purpose? What is their purpose? I believe when two people come together to be a powerhouse, they have a common purpose. And it's that purpose that is going to bring them back together. On the last episode of the podcast, I believe episode 34, I talked about, um, I talked about having a personal vision statement, a personal mission statement, and begin to look at that because that's going to guide you through this, um, through this process of singleness so that you can make quality decisions about the person or the people that you choose to entertain down the line. Oftentimes when we find out that we're with the wrong kind of people, the wrong kind of person, we can always go back and reflect on our vision plan and see where we went, you know, where we erred in our ways and in our judgment so that we don't wind up there again. Okay. So maybe you've, you've done all those things, but let's talk about your credit. How is that looking? Now that's not to say your credit has to be raggedy and ratchet, but maybe it is, but you can always improve it. Um, are you in the 800 club yet? There's so many ways to get there. Like, look, before I even considered dating again after divorce, I had to go back and clean my credit and I had to put in the work and it's yours. But like, you know, it was something that kept my mind from wondering or kept me from feeling like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, I need, there are things that I want to work on. Travel. Have you seen, have you, have you left your state? Have you left your County? Have you, well, County. Yes, I'm guessing. Have you gone outside the country? How many stamps do you have on your passport? Like, look, there is a whole world out there for you to enjoy that you shouldn't limit yourself to, you know, to the confines of your community as well as to the confines of what your family is thinking about you. I say all of this to say, go out there and enjoy life. So what I want to say, what I would say next about, you know, about you navigating the holiday season as a single person is plan a get together with your other single friends. Either do it before you get together with your family or when you get back. The point is that you're going to be a around people who are in similar situation as you are single and do something great. Do something that you have never done before. Maybe you want to go skiing. 
that's right a lot of people may, may not consider going skiing but it's a new experience and this is what we use our singleness to do we use this time to to create new experiences to learn new things maybe if you don't want to go skiing okay then maybe go out the country and go and enjoy a summer and winter you know go to a different hemisphere to the southern hemisphere somewhere so that you can get different weather as well as just enjoy yourself and it doesn't have to even be that extravagant maybe you're just going to go from texas to the poconos maybe you're going to go to colorado maybe you're going to go to lake tahoe just do something totally different. A lot of people want to go on the, you know, on on cruises to the to the Caribbean. Go to Alaska. Do something different that will broaden your horizon. And again, it's about having new experiences, but with people who are in similar situations than you. Because single people, we tend to like to do the same thing, or you know, there's no excuse about like, well, God, let me ask my husband. Let me check with my husband. Even though I want to be able to say that, because trust you me, when the day comes, I will. Let me ask my husband. Everybody to annoyance because I'm be checking with Boo all the time. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, you get what I'm saying, right? Go out and create new experiences and enjoy your life. Never, ever, ever limit where you can go. The world is your oasis. Just go out there and just enjoy yourself. And sometimes you may want to go, maybe take mini trips, you know, one before and one after, just so you can be like, girl, listen, child, this is what happened, you know, or whatever, or just enjoy yourself at the end of the day. Another thing is limit the time that you're going to spend with those people who make you uncomfortable. Um, you know, if you're going to be there for a couple of days or you actually are going from house to house, limit the time. Limit the time that you're around the negativity. You are in full control of this. And there's also moments when you're going to have to check somebody. You know, you're going to be like, look, listen, I'm frankly, I'm tired of hearing you say this year in year out and you know I'm not telling you to go out here and be rude and disrespectful but you can also let people know you know by setting up healthy boundaries that you're crossing the line and it's perfectly acceptable and you know you should so that you can create environments of peace that are going to honor where you are and will not heighten anxiety. You know, if you are somebody who likes to ask those questions, maybe you need to watch yourself and mind your own business. How is your credit looking? Have you done everything within your relationship to be sure that it's good? How is your partner feeling? Instead of worrying about where somebody else's partner is, what are you doing with your life? How are you improving it? You know, so don't be so insensitive because it is difficult for a lot of people. And it does, it does really, it really does dampen their holiday experience. And we're not going to do this anymore. So accept your situation and be at peace with it. Get to a very healthy level of peace and confidence with where you are in life. So much so that you become unbothered and... You're unbothered by what people say, you know, look at things through the filter of the lens or through the lens of the future that you want to create. It's not about, you know, it's not about what other people say. Remember, this is your life. This is your destiny. And it's got nothing to do with, you know, with, with anybody else's timeline. Whoever said that you were supposed to be married at a particular age? Who said that? Who said that? 
Now, the next thing I want to say to you is you have to take inventory of your phone, of your email accounts, your social media accounts. Why? Because you may just have to delete, delete, delete. I'm talking about deleting text threads, blocking numbers, blocking people on social media, blocking your emails. Why? Because you want to set up boundaries that are going to protect you from those random phone calls, from that random text message, hey, big head, I miss you. You know, the things that make you loony just because you're lonely, make you make decisions from a place of loneliness, hooking back up with that ex that you have no business dealing with because it's over and you know that they're not the right person for you. You have to remember that your ex is an ex for a reason. And sometimes... It's just time to move forward. Deny them access. I often get told a lot of times that that's pettiness on my part for blocking numbers. But no, no, that's just how I roll. I, pref- I protect and I preserve my peace at all costs. If it's over, trust you me, I did a lot of thinking before it became over to know that I'm fully okay with, you know, this being the last stop, this being it, that, okay, it's time for me to, you know, set up those boundaries so that even I myself, I'm not tempted to call anybody. I myself, I'm not tempted to reach out or any of those things that you can move forward. And, you know, it's just about, like I said, it's about protecting and preserving you. You can never go forward successfully when you keep looking back. Your future is in front of you, not behind. Another thing is that toxic people do tend to like to pop back up around here. So if you're somebody who's dealt with a relationship with somebody toxic, then this is when you have to be on the lookout because they do want to hover you around this time. Okay, what is hover if you've never heard me use this term or never heard anybody say it? It's when they simply come back, they pop back up to temperature check you. They want to know, are you cool with everything that they did to you? Have you forgotten? Are you willing now to open up your heart again or open up? the door to your life remember this this person didn't just have an epiphany and they suddenly miss you and realize what a what a what a what a great compliment to their life that you are what an asset that you are how you enhance their lives and how good you could be together no it's not that kind of epiphany it's just they miss access to you and sometimes it's just that this is payback you left me or payback, you're moving on without me. And so I'm going to come back here, turn your world upside down and leave you. So you've got to be very careful. And that's why it's so important to have these boundaries and activate your block, your delete and block, because you don't want to go through the holiday season with somebody who's come back just with an ulterior motive of causing you pain. Yes, this is very possible. This is very real. It happens all the time. The holiday seasons, this time of the year, as well as Valentine's Day, are the worst for people who are toxic, whether they're, you know, your narcissist or your NPD personalities. So you've got to be very careful with that. They like to come back. And like I say, they don't mean you any good. Sometimes they just there to triangulate you, to show you their new person in their life so that they can make you feel some type of way, you know. You know, they love to shelve their exes and they come back up just to say, hey, look what I got. She's so much prettier than you. She's so much sexier than you. She's so much smarter than you. She has more money than you. She has more fancy things than you do. 
on the flip side, fellas, she can come back into your life and try to tell you how much better he is than her. I mean, he is than you, his bank account fatter than you, his car is nicer than yours. He's taller than you. He's more handsome than you. He has more muscle than you. Whatever it is, people do these things as childish as it is. People really do these things, but you have to remember that we are not defined by any of those things. Know who you are, know your worth and protect that. That's, that's all it is. They come to elicit a response in you so that they can leave you hurt again. And so you don't want to actually go into Christmas day feeling some type of way, um, and I'll give you a, I'll give you an example from my own life. So I had the toxic person pop up on a text app on a different phone number. So I answered this number, um, not realizing who it was. And this was the day before Valentine's. And he was just going on about, oh, I just miss you so much and all this and all that. All the great times we shared this and that. I want to, you know, let, let me take you out for Valentine's. What would you like? And I already knew what was up. I already knew the deal. I already knew the deal. And so, you know, I shut it down real quickly. Like, you know, I shut him down real quickly. And since he couldn't take it any further with me and he, you know, knew that he had been exposed, then the other side of the person comes out simply because they are not able to complete their plan. But what in, in essence happened is I ended up issuing a narcissistic injury. Be very careful about protecting yourself from these toxic exes who are going to be trying to come around during the holiday season. Like I said earlier, the holiday season is a beautiful time for us to enjoy our friends and our family, as well as our alone time. And sometimes that's all you're going to need. Pamper yourself, have a spa day, um, you know, do something that's going to be good to you. Love on yourself and extend some grace to yourself. We don't know how much time we have in life. And, you know, being like I said before, we could be here one moment and gone the next. Learn to live, laugh, and love every moment that you have in this life because it's precious. So don't waste it on thinking about what you don't have and don't allow the holiday season to define you as a person. Create the experiences that you want. Don't ever sit around and tell yourself that I'll wait until I'm married or I'll wait until I have somebody in my life to enjoy certain things about life. I'll find happiness then. I'll find happiness in him. I'll find joy in this person. I'll find love in this person. No, look to the relationships that you already have established that are healthy, that do bring out the best in you, that do inspire you and put your time in that. It's all about creating the world that you want and it's not wait. You don't have to wait on another person to to step in the holiday season is you know it really is going to be what you decide to make it out to be so don't forget healthy boundaries limit the time that you are spending with some with some family members you may have to check somebody but remember when you check them just just be polite about it you know but be firm <laughs> be very firm and like i say limit your time around them and more so than anything, maybe journal so that you can get your feelings out, so that you can set things in perspective. Write the unsent letters. If you do find that you are harboring some bitterness or some resentment towards anybody because your heart shouldn't be held or you shouldn't be holding on to those feelings, 
as we're going into a new year and all of that, like let's start afresh and the work starts now. You don't wait until the night before Thanksgiving to do this work. Don't wait till the night before Christmas. Don't wait till New Year's Eve to figure these things out, but start putting your plans into effect now and begin the work on yourself now so that you are more advanced as that time approaches. And then just enjoy yourself, plan the trip. Like, let me know where you decide to go and what you're going to do. I am, my, 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 my best friend is coming in from Canada we have been friends this January will be 30 years. We're getting a we're getting an Airbnb and we're going to be enjoying ourselves and it's going to be nice. I I love when we get together, you know, and it's just her and I, no kids, nobody else and it's going to be wonderful. Like go back into your friendships. Go into those places and the things that love and honor who you are make it your best year. And so that's really what I wanted to share with you today. And so until next time, love yourself and love each other. Thank you for listening to the Project Real Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe and share it with a friend. Connect with the host on social media at Pink Girl Teaches. Until next time, remember, this is about real love between real people.